This is KCLR's Bottom Line with John Purcell. Brought to you with thanks to O'Neill Foley Accountants, the Southeast's largest independent accountancy practice. www.onf.ie Hello, good morning and welcome to The Bottom Line, the programme for and about business on KCLR. I'm John Purcell. Later on in this morning's programme, we speak with Gary Evans. He's just back from the Web Summit in Lisbon and he'll be telling us all about that as well as about progress in Feed Alpha, the business he runs from Carlo with his wife, Jane Kavna. We'll also be hearing from the managing partner of Yield Labs, Nikki Deasy, about the investment fund she leads, which focuses on high potential projects in the agri area. I caught up with her at the recent Amplitude conference in Kilkenny. But first, the fate of bricks and mortar retail on the streets of our towns and cities has been a topic where much of the talk has been about closures and a bleak future. And bookselling is an area of retailing where for years most of the talk has been negative caused by digital disruptors such as Amazon. But bricks and mortar, while having to adjust to compete, has got plenty of life in it yet. Kicking off this week, KCLR has been delighted to be involved in both the Shop Kilkenny campaign and the Carlo 1000 campaign, both of which are being led by the local enterprise offices in our local authorities. So we thought we'd focus on a good news book retailing story in Kilkenny this week. Earlier, I dropped into the newly opened books and coffee shop in William Street in Kilkenny. I spoke with the co-owner. I'm Stephen Buck and um, welcome to the book and coffee shop in William Street. Stephen, tell us how this idea came about and describe your your business to people who haven't been here. Okay, Mary and my wife had um, a bookshop in in Thomastown. It started off as a, as a very small basic bookshop and she decided it might be a good idea if we started selling coffee in the in the bookshop in Thomastown. She moved to a slightly bigger premises and that did well. Then I went away for some time to uh, work abroad and she came with me. We had an idea that when we came back, we'd set up a, a bigger place. Actually, we'd, we'd try and get into Kilkenny in City and see how it would go. So we've been here for two and a half months now and all is going well with the, the expanded version of the shop that we had in Thomastown. It's a bookshop with a difference for Kilkenny in my experience anyway. Can you describe it? It's it's a small used um, secondhand bookshop, but it's also a, a cafe. So it's got kind of four or five tables in here where you can come in, have coffee, tea, whatever, whatever you want, a couple of cakes, and read and browse. And um, if you want to buy a book, that's good. If you don't, or if you want to treat it as, it's primarily a bookshop that has a, a, a cafe in in the middle. But so we hope that both um, elements will attract attract people. So you opened the doors about two and a half months ago. How's business been? Business has been good and, and people are finding us all the time. We're, we're not highly technical, so we don't have a great um, Facebook presence and various uh, social media presences, but we're working on that at the moment and we don't even have yet a protruding sign that you can see from the high street. So as soon as that's in, we hope business will even get better, but at the moment it's, it's good and we're coming into a good time, so all as well. Atmosphere is important and you have a nice kind of, dare I say, Parisian kind of atmosphere in here. Is that something conscious or what... 
what mood are you trying to create? Um, I suppose that mood is people have said it's kind of it feels like a European shop. Like we had always been aware of Shakespeare and Co, the, the famous bookshop in in Paris, and we are, even our the font of our sign at the front is consciously replicating that. And it, it does we would hope feel like that or Paris or Berlin. And this street, the street William Street in Kilkenny, it's a beautiful street and it's like a a strange haven that a lot of people don't know about. And there's some lovely businesses on the street as well. And Kikenny, a very good venue for that kind of atmospheric retail offering. We think so because it's it's a very um, it's a it's a town full of history and and art and culture, and there's lots of people who are are interested in this this kind of shop. And we've got regulars now who who do come in and stay for ages and and want to be part of it and want to support us. Um, and uh, you mentioned regulars, but I'm sure a lot of people who come to Kilkenny for weekends or are passing through like to browse around. How's business been on the tourist side? We haven't really attracted that many tourists yet. We, as I say, we don't have a presence yet in um, various hotels or even the um, board, the tourist office. So we're working on kind of leaflets and, and signing up for that and getting our presence known for, for on the tourist trail. And, and that's obviously going to be of, of benefit to, to us. And we think that... European tourists, people kind of we have some French and Italian people who have come into us a lot and do do actually like the space and say how um, reminiscent it is of spaces in their country. So we do hope to attract that market too. We hear a lot of doom and gloom about retail and 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 the book selling space is something that's been hugely disrupted by the Amazons and so on. While you're not directly comparable uh, with Amazon because you're mainly secondhand books, they do sell secondhand books as well. How do you feel about the whole? bricks and mortar retail versus digital kind of debate um, I'm very interested in that because being a librarian is, was my uh, career before and I was dealing with, it was working in a scientific library that was 93% electronic books I think and, and very few print books and print books were dying out but evidently according to the statistics the tipping point has gone back to print books for um, novels and, and fiction and people want to read um, hard books books when they're when they're in their beds and that they're they're moving away from kindles as as you say amazon i don't think is going to have a big effect on our business because we're a very kind of um what's the word serendipitous kind of bookshop where you come in and you browse and you can find something that if you want to buy a specific book you may go on to amazon but i don't think that's going to be the same um in our bookshop you're not looking for a specific book necessarily when you come into our bookshop it's a browser shop as well as uh, second-hand books, current enough second-hand books, you also do some old volumes, um, particularly I've heard of people using them for gifts, you know, very special kind of heirloomy type of gifts. You have some old copies of Ulysses here, for example. Tell us yeah. about that. We, we don't have many. We have one, um, it's uh, still quite rare, it's an 11th edition of Ulysses and it's, it's worth quite a... Um, quite a, a little bit of money and we have so, lots of signed copies of various editions we don't we would like to attract more antiquarian books we don't have as many as we would like but we're, we're all the time um in the market for for antiquarian books and we recently acquired um, a signed um from Amazon, although I shouldn't say it, a copy of a um, Bob Dylan, the first edition of Chronicles of his um, biography. So that's that's one of the interesting books that we do. The bottom line on KCLR with John Purcell. Brought to you with thanks to O'Neill Foley Accountants, the southeast's largest independent accountancy practice. www.onf.ie.
Now, husband and wife team Gary Evans and Jane Kavanagh have been familiar faces on the business scene in uh, Carlow over the last number of years. Their company, yourweb.ie, based in Tullo, has been blazing a trail for about four years. And Jane and Gary have garnered many awards for their innovative approach to business. Feed Alpha is their latest uh, venture. It's little under a year old and they've made the move from Tullo into the O'Brien Road in Carlow. And there's currently eight staff on board with uh, ambitious plans to grow the business in the coming years. I'm delighted to be joined in studio by Gary Evans uh, to talk about uh, Feed Alpha and also his recent jaunt to uh, the Web Summit in Portugal. Uh, Gary, sounds like a hell of a, an event, the Web Summit. Yeah, to be honest, fantastic event. Um, a lot bigger and a lot better than we expected. Um, we went over as part of what they call the Alpha Programme. So that's designed for startups to, to, I suppose, to showcase their products and services to the world. And um, yeah, Wednesday we had a stand and we, I suppose, we got to promote our service out to everybody there. So the response for the day from quarter to nine in the morning till about quarter to six, we had a, we had a queue of people constant stream where we were doing demos with a team of four on the ground so fantastic response people from all over the world different companies startups through to larger corporates so and when we think of conferences we tend to think of like maybe 500 people or 600 people yeah. in a local hotel or something this is something of an entirely different magnitude isn't it phenomenal I mean the, the, the setup there's a stadium at the end which is sort of on par nearly with Crow Park and then there's five big pavilions which are huge attendees was about 70,000 people there so it was just from morning through till night time and there was stuff on every night it was just non-stop and of course it's an Irish success story started by Paddy Cosgrave or Grove um, with about 400 people some years ago at the first yeah, one yeah. it kind of suggests the scalability that that's possible with with um, businesses on the web and kind of similar to your own business and your own ambitions tell us about that so I mean we, we've started off we started off with an idea and that spun out from our digital agency we have web design optimization and we we did some social media management for customers but we found ourselves dipping in and out of multiple different tools all the time trying to get content and and trying to schedule and share it out onto each of the platforms so we sort of reached a point where we said well look there has to be an easier way to do this so let's come up with some ideas try and build our own and that's what we did we hired a, a development company a lot of whiteboarding a lot of back and forth and and out came feed alpha yeah, and tell to the uninitiated, tell us what Feed Alpha does. So the idea behind Feed Alpha, it's to provide you relevant content for your social media. So customers that have LinkedIn accounts, Facebook accounts or Twitter accounts that they use for business, a lot of the time customers will just share their own content or they'll go online to find something to share and because of the way the algorithms work, everything that shows up in their feed is stuff they really like, so they'll just get lost in the loop looking at stuff and they won't actually do anything they were supposed to do in the first place. So the idea behind FeedAlpha is whatever business you're in, so it could be marketing, could be finance, could be health, technology, we go out and troll the internet every 24 hours and find relevant content, pull it back into a dashboard, so when you log in, there's a load of ready-made content there ready to go for your social networks. And the idea behind that is if you just share your own stuff all the time and people don't engage with it, the Facebook algorithms, LinkedIn algorithms will trigger and 
it sort of shrinks your audience really quickly. So an example, if you have a thousand people that like your Facebook page, but you're not engaging with them, only a very small percentage of people will ever see your update because the feeds are so busy. But what we found from research is if you put out really good relevant content, people will, it's proven that people will engage with it. So the algorithm triggers the other way and your reach goes up. So what that means then is when you share your own content the next time, a lot more people are going to see it. And so I suppose it's an ideal business to uh, reach a worldwide audience, but you can still do it from Tullow or Carlow. And that's and that's the thing, that's the beauty, I suppose, of, of online. Our plan from the outset was always, look, we live in County Carlow, we're going to have a business in County Carlow, and that's where we're going to stay. Um, because it's online, information is everywhere. As you know, you can do an awful lot with your phone now that you couldn't before. So once you're online, you can be anywhere. I mean, we've customers in America, we've customers in South Africa, and now we've got customers all over Europe. So And so when you're standing there in uh, Lisbon in Portugal and people are queuing down the the the, the block, I suppose, mm-hmm. when they find out you're based in O'Brien Road in Carlo, they're not kind of going, oh, no, right, I need someone closer to home. No. You can do business anywhere. I mean, that's the beauty, again, the beauty of digital, you can be anywhere. Mm. I mean, some of the examples we'd we'd customers come up to us from all over the world, and we do a search something relative to their industry, and because we're looking at global internet traffic, they're finding stuff straight away. Going, oh, that's that's relevant. That's brilliant. I share that. I share that. I share that. So so it doesn't matter. So a really good response uh, in Lisbon. Where are you going with the business, and what stage of your development are you at at the moment? So so at the, this moment in time, we're in the middle of. To date, the business has been self-funded. Because we have the digital agency, we've we've bootstrapped Feed Alpha today to any time we'd earn money, a small piece to go towards development to try and build out Feed Alpha. We're now at the point where we've seen the impact that we can have on the market, so we're we're going through some some uh, fundraising at the moment, so through private investors, and um, that's due to close in the next couple of weeks. The plan then is once we secure the funding is to build out our team in Carlo. So that's hire developers, hire more marketing people um, and, and just go from there. Mm. And how have you found um, the environment for setting up a business like yours? You've got a few awards. Is is does do is it well received by people who can either invest in you or m- make it easy for you? You mentioned Enterprise Ireland and so on. Yeah. So so I mean, f- when we started with Feed Alpha first, we we got some um, innovation vouchers through Enterprise Ireland, and we worked with Carlo IT. And the idea behind that at the time was to, I suppose. When you have an idea, it's all in your head and you think this is the best idea in the world. So we used the innovation vouchers and we worked with uh, with the team over in Carlo IT to, to put it all up on a whiteboard, put everything on the table and actually break down the product and service, identify our market and, and build on it from there. So funding from that point has been fantastic. We, we applied and, and received two of those vouchers to build it out. Um, and now we're, we're in Carlo. We're in the Enterprise House. We've got some small funding from the local Enterprise Office as well to get us to where we are now. So, yeah, no, it's been it's been fantastic. There's, there's, I mean, there's help everywhere if you look for it. So. And um, the, the opportunities to scale are huge, aren't they? Because, I mean, the, the, the size of the, of the market, you were telling me before we started this chat, but like 2% of the social media management tools market is something like 18 million. Well, and that's just UK and Ireland, right? right. So, I mean, the, because we're focusing on global traffic, 
we still have the US, which is our which is our end game. Then is I mean economies of scale. So, but I mean we've most of our customers now would be between the UK and Ireland. So. And uh, who are your competitors, or have you a fairly open field on it? Presumably, there's a lot of people have twigged onto this. So, so I mean, there absolutely is competition, and competition is good. I mean, there's we, I suppose, we do multiple things with our platform. We provide the content, but we also give you a mechanism to share it out to your accounts and schedule it. What we found from managing social media accounts in the past was there's loads of different tools that lo- do loads of different things. It was trying to find the right mix of those tools at a price point where I suppose you could still make enough margin to provide the service for the customers was was very difficult. So that's why we built Feed Alpha because it has the functionality that you need to get your content out in front of the right people without paying ridiculous money for it. So So finally, Gary, I mentioned at the top of the interview that this is a husband and wife team. You're working with your uh, wife, Jane Kavanagh. How's that? Um, It's brilliant. It's uh, it's obviously there's a, there's a work-life balance and then there's a life-life balance as well. So um, we have two youngish kids. So we we used to be based in Tullow and I would sort of work really, really long hours. But now we have an office in Carlo. I tend to go home a bit earlier and, and have more family time. We've built up a team around us now to help us. One of the hardest things, I suppose, at the start is to let go and get other people to do the work for you. And now we've built up the team. So it, it has freed up our time a little bit to spend to have more quality family time together so that's great Uh, Gary thanks very much that's Gary Evans of uh, Feed Alpha and also yourweb.ie and Gary we look forward to following your progress in the months and years ahead thank you very much The Bottom Line on KCLR with John Purcell brought to you with thanks to O'Neill Foley Accountants now offering a complete life and pensions advisory service to business www.omf.ie Nikki DC Managing Partner of the Yield Lab Europe Nikki you're here talking about uh, funding innovative agriculture projects Uh, can you tell us a bit about what you told the delegates here at Amplitude Um, So the Yield Lab is an early stage venture capital fund and we also run an accelerator programme um, we're part of a global network, so there's actually four funds globally, one in the US, one in LATAM, one in Asia Pacific, and then one in Europe, which is based here in Ireland. Um, and we invest and support early stage companies and entrepreneurs to set up sustainable, scalable, global businesses that uh, improve the sustainability of how we feed the planet and how we produce our food. So they have an environmental impact, uh, and they also need to be businesses of global scale and that are, you know, have unique and sustainable competitive advantage. So what's the environment like for people? who have innovative ideas in this field. I think we see a lot of projects that are coming through the third level system that there's lots of research and you know good technology and good um, technical people developing a whole range of things I think what's lacking a little in the sector is um, commercial commercial people um, I think if you look at um, the tech side in Ireland you look at fintech and you look at medical devices and pharma there's, there's lots of examples there of entrepreneurs and people who've got involved and have built businesses of global scale and have sold out or, or you know still building those businesses like we've Stripe and we've got Seamus Mulligan with you know and the farm. We've lots of you know great examples of, of people all around the world, but we don't really have that yet here in Ireland in terms of ag tech. But yet the opportunity is every bit as large. So we need people of that kind of caliber to get into this sector and see the opportunities and get behind some of these technologies to scale them globally. And I was really impressed by some of the examples of companies that the Yale Lab is involved with. Really innovative stuff. Can you give us a small flavour? Well, this is a Precision Ag conference. So there's two companies we have that are Precision Ag. So Precision Ag is using technology 
digital technologies to improve decision making at farm level. Um, so we have two that would fall into that. One is a company in Cork called Apis Protect. So they um, they have a device that goes into honey beehives. So if you have beehives in your commercial honey producer, you can't just keep going around checking, opening your, it's a box. So you can't see what's happening inside. If you open the box and check them, they actually fly away. They don't like being disturbed. So I think the most you can check is like every month or two months. Um, and then you end up spending a lot of time and money going around checking hives that are actually fine. And then, uh, then sometimes you open a, a hive and it's dead. And about 40% of hives at the moment die every year. So it's a very high level of, of failure rate of hives. So if you knew at the time that they're, they're just getting attacked or they're getting a disease or they're getting, it's like there's mites and there's lots of new diseases hitting honeybees and much higher levels of, of, of disease and loss uh, than there would have been 20 years ago. Um, so if you can find out at the time that that's happening, you can intervene and you can do something to save your hive. So th- that's really what they enable you to do. So that's kind of a good example of a precision precision farming company. And that's an Irish company? That's an Irish company based out of Cork. They're down in UCC. Uh, the founder is a lady called Dr. Fiona Edwards-Murphy and she has a PhD in honeybee health and she's also an electronic engineer. So she's write, written all the machine learning algorithms and big data number crunching of all the information out of the sensors to make sense of all of that and built all the electronics and the transmission and the communication infrastructure and the solar energy because these are in remote places in the field so they're solar powered. So she's built a lot of the technology side and then she has a strong team around her to help her build that out and commercialise. And we're an investor in that company. And so what are you looking for from people who've got an idea? Um, go away and do some work on it. <laughs> we don't want ideas. Ideas are, everyone has ideas. Um, most of the companies we back would be two to three years old. Uh, they have a team, so there's a, there's a, a complementary skill set there. Um, strong tech, technology on its own, you know, isn't necessarily going to be something that the farmer or the, the, the user will actually purchase and spend money on. Um, and likewise, how you bring it to market and how you scale it and how you distribute it and all the IP and the barriers to entry so that people don't just copy what you've done and say oh that's a great idea let's jump on the bandwagon all of that needs good quality people um, and it needs money and it needs expertise of various kinds and it needs a couple of years of work to actually bring things to a point where you've really got something different and something that's special and do you feel it's a good environment currently for the development of new and exciting ag uh, tech projects yes I think Ireland is well positioned we've got two venture capital funds we have a 21 million fund Finisterre have a 20 million fund Uh, Enterprise Ireland are very supportive and there's lots of other projects including this the TSSG project and other uh, government initiatives to try and support the sector so yeah I think it is a good I think Ireland is a good place to do business and we're well placed within Europe we've done very well in terms of our track record on developing and scaling new technologies and R&D and tax credits and you know we've a whole we've we've lots of different things here that that help people um, get things to the next level yeah Um, and a good environment for ag business what about Brexit and these uncertain is it just a case of sweeping them under the carpet and ploughing ahead? I think Brexit, I think the larger agri-food corporates are very important to our sector because they can form partnerships and help the companies. Um, but I think they're more impacted by Brexit than our companies would be. Most of our companies are going to market in the US and Europe. You know, it's not they're not really UK plays. So for our portfolio, Brexit is not going to be a big issue by and large. So... Nikki DC, the managing partner of Yield Labs, they're speaking with me at the recent Amplitude Conference on Disruptive Innovation held in the Lyrath Estate Hotel in Kilkenny. The conference was organised by the enterprise offices in both the local ITs. We recorded a series of special podcasts on the Amplitude 
conference, which you can download and listen to at your convenience from any of the Apple Store, Google Play or Spotify. Simply search for Bottom Line KCLR. Unfortunately, that's all we've got time for this week on The Bottom Line. Tonight, of course, the aforementioned Lyrath Estate Hotel plays host to the Kilkenny Chamber Business Awards. We'll be speaking to some of those taking part on The Bottom Line next week. Don't forget, if you'd like to listen back to this programme, or indeed any of The Bottom Line programmes that we've broadcast in the current series, and amazingly, there are currently 20 different programmes available uh, so you can have a listen while away a few hours over the weekend. Thanks to Ken Maguire, who did the honours on sound this week, and also to Deirdre Drummy, who produced. I'm John Purcell. Hopefully you'll join me next Saturday, just after nine o'clock, for another edition of The Bottom Line on KCLR. In the meantime, have yourself a good week and enjoy the weekend. KCLR's Bottom Line. Brought to you with thanks to O'Neill Foley Accountants. Now offering a complete life and pensions advisory service to business. www.omf.ie